0: It's been called the most mysterious manuscript in the world and for centuries, researchers, historians, and linguists have all failed to decipher the puzzling drawings of plants, astrological symbols, and bare naked ladies. It's a book that no one can read and has no title. In 1962, American cryptanalyst and author Elizabeth Smith Friedman felt that trying to decipher the manuscript was, quote, doomed to utter frustration. So, just what is the Voynich Manuscript, and would the information contained in it really revolutionise our understanding of medieval history, if we could just decode it? Before we get into this video, if you want to learn more about all things piratical, then avast ye, you lily-livered landlubbers, and heave ho your way over to our new channel, Walk the Plank, where we take a deep dive into Davy Jones' Locker to learn about all sorts of topics surrounding the Golden Age of Piracy. There's a new video every Saturday and we really appreciate any support we can get. You can find the link in the description. And now for today's video. Welcome to Medieval Madness. Finder's Keepers in 1912, a rare book dealer based in London and named Wilfred M. Voynich bought 30 manuscripts from the Jesuit Convent of Mondragon near Rome in Italy. The Society of Jesuits was short of money and decided to discreetly sell some of its cash to the Vatican Library. But not all of the text ended up in Vatican hands and among those sold in secret to Voynich was one manuscript, a small, plain, vellum-bound volume which now famously bears his name. It was never sold on, instead, Voynich spent the next seven years trying to interest scholars to crack the script's code. Voynich began to establish the origins of the manuscript. Other works acquired along with the Strange Codex were sold for large sums to prestigious universities around the United States. They were mostly 15th-century classical and humanist works. The Puzzle Book It has been established through carbon dating of the vellum, this one being calfskin, that the Voynich manuscript, which has become known as the VM, was written in the early 1400s. It's quite small in size, measuring just 6 by 9 inches. The pigments used and the style of the illustrations point to it being made in northern Italy. The text of the 234 page parchment is unreadable and quite intricate, leading experts to believe that it is either a coded or an imaginary language. It is written from left to right, and there does seem to be a definite structure to the lettering. Researchers have found that although no one seems to know how the letters fit together as a language, there appears to be 20 to 25 distinct letters. The illustrations seem to naturally divide the manuscript up into six different sections. Each section of drawings is characterised by a distinct subject matter and style, except for the final part, which has only drawings of small stars in the margin. These sections have been given conventional names to make them easily identifiable to researchers. The first section is Herbal, with 112 sheets. There are one or two plants on each page and a few paragraphs of script. In total, there are about 400 drawings of these fantastic plants coloured in red, yellow, brown, and blue, as well as an intense green. This is typical of other herbals written in Europe at the time. Some parts of these illustrations are seen in greater detail in the later Pharmaceutical section. None of these plants can be clearly identified. The second part, known as astronomical, is much smaller, having only 21 folios. Here there are complex diagrams which are indicative of astrological and astronomical charts. Some have star, moon, and sun symbols. One set of 12 drawings shows known constellations of the zodiac. A bull represents Taurus, a hunter with a crossbow for Sagittarius, and two fish for Pisces. These constellations are interwoven with 30 partially nude female figures who are depicted holding stars. Some of these pages fold out, which is unusual for a medieval script. The third set of 20 folios is jam-packed with text and drawings that show tiny nude women, some wearing crowns. They appear to be washing, swimming or even drowning in all sorts of baths containing either a green or a blue liquid, that could be water as it flows from one page to the next. This section is known as the Balneological, which in traditional medicine is a technique for treating diseases by bathing. Some of the baths appear to be just holes in the ground, others have strange tubes emerging from them, and are bizarrely shaped like a woman's reproductive system. The 13 pages of the Cosmological section comes next with more circular illustrations. One of the foldouts here covers six pages showing a map with nine islands connected by causeways, castles, and what may be a volcano. Then there is the pharmaceutical segment with 34 pages of detailed plant parts and objects that look like apothecary jars. Finally, there are 22 pages of small paragraphs of text, each one marked with a star in the margin like bullet points. These folios are known as the recipes. At least 28 of the pages are missing from the document. The Bacon Theory So who made the manuscript and where did it come from? The first known owner was a 17th century alchemist from Prague named George Baryshk. He felt that for many years it had been taking up space uselessly in his library. He contacted a famous Jesuit scholar named Athanasius Kircher from the Roman College, sending sample copies and asking for help. Kircher wanted to purchase the document, but Baryshk refused. When he died, he left the book to his friend, the rector Johannes Marcy, who passed it on to Kircher anyway. A letter bequeathing the manuscript to Kircher dated 1665 was still attached when Voynich bought it. Marcy's letter explained that he believed, quote, that it could be read by no one except Kircher, and that Dr. Raphael, a tutor in the Bohemian language to Ferdinand III, then King of Bohemia, told him that the book belonged to the Emperor Rudolf and that he presented to the bearer who brought him the book 600 Ducats. He believed the author was Roger Bacon, the Englishman. Bacon was a medieval Franciscan friar and philosopher. Born in the early 13th century, he was a man whose ideas were way before his time. He deliberated on the likelihoods of motorboats, telescopes, microscopes and flying machines. He also wrote texts on alchemy and linguistics. Those who support the idea of Bacon being the author of the Voynich Manuscript believe he wrote the book in code to avoid the accusation of using black magic, a serious crime punishable by death in the Middle Ages. The Newbold Theory When Voynich returned to America with the manuscript, he provided copies of the pages in the hope that someone may be able to help solve the mystery. William Romaney Newbold was a professor at the University of Pennsylvania. He was well known for his lectures on Christian Christianoticism, the psychology of religion, and cryptography. After studying the document for eight months, he announced that he had finally unlocked its secrets in April 1921. He theorized that the observable text was nonsense but each individual letter actually consisted of a sequence of marks, only visible when magnified. The markings were based on an ancient form of Greek shorthand, which he said formed another level of writing, and revealed the real words on the vellum. The results, Newbold claimed, supported the theory that Roger Bacon was indeed the author, and probably the greatest scientist of all time. According to Newbold, Bacon had actually invented a compound microscope and a telescope hundreds of years before their known discovery. This allowed him to recognise the great nebula in Andromeda as a spiral galaxy and the nuclei of organic cells. Newbold unveiled his claims during public lectures in front of many learned academics and published two books, the Voynich Roger Bacon manuscripts in 1921 and the Cipher of Roger Bacon in 1928. His findings caused a sensation, and although scholars found the method of decoding confusing, the solution was accepted enthusiastically. However, another professor, John Matthews Manley from the University of Chicago soon came forward and discredited Newbold's work. Newbold's system involved several steps and multiple letter substitutions. It required rearranging letters endlessly until an intelligible Latin word appeared. This meant that the letters V, E, L, O, and S could provide several different answers such as vols, loves, or solve. Manley, who had deciphered a World War I cryptogram that helped to condemn the first German spy in America to death, now wrote a 47 page article condemning Newbold's solution. There is evidence of a micro calligraphy in the Hebrew language dating back to the 9th century. Their text forms a design when viewed from a distance, but it is nothing like the shapes that Newbold had found. In fact, when the manuscript was closely studied, the marks were shown to have been made because of the way ink dries on vellum. Manley believed that Newbold was so eager to reach a solution that he had just subconsciously pulled out the text that he wanted to see. Today the Micrography Theory is usually dismissed thanks to Manley. The Voynich Theory Some people believe that Voynich forged the document himself. His occupation as an antique bookseller would have given him the expertise and the resources to fabricate such a book, and a long lost manuscript by Roger Bacon would have been worth a fortune the letter from Beresh to Kircher only proves the existence of a text, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the Voynich manuscript. However, the Irish historian Eamon Duffy says the radiocarbon dating makes it inconceivable that at least 14 or 15 entire calfskins could have remained untouched from the early 15th century, ready for Voynich to come along in the 20th and write his forgery all over them. And this effectively rules out any possibility that the manuscript is a post-medieval forgery. Theories, theories, everywhere. The theories continue to come in thick and fast. The language contained in the manuscript is found nowhere else on Earth, so even aliens have got in on the act. The fact that some of the star charts are unknown have made people speculate that an alien visitor wrote the book to chronicle his knowledge after becoming stranded here in the 1400s. Joseph Martin Feely published his work Roger Bacon's Cipher, The Right Key Found, in 1943. He claimed the manuscript was Bacon's scientific diary and that the text was written in medieval Latin with the code being a simple substitution cipher. Then Lionel Strong, an amateur cryptographer and cancer research scientist came along four years later. He translated two of the pages claiming that the code was a, quote, peculiar double system of arithmetical progressions of a multiple alphabet. He believed its author was Anthony Ashton, who lived in the 16th century, obviously we now know that's too late because of the carbon dating. After his death, his notes show that Strong was quite selective when picking out words to combine into phrases. In 1978, Robert Bambo, a classical and medieval philosophy professor at Yale, stated that the manuscript was a hoax planned to fool Emperor Rudolf II into paying a lot of money to buy it. He thought the text was Latin encrypted with a complicated two-step method. The same year, John Stojke claimed the VM was written in Ukrainian, with the vowels taken out and was actually a series of letters but the dates given are wrong and there is no correlation between the images and the text, his translation techniques have also been criticized. Into this century and using a method similar to the one that is used to translate hieroglyphics, Stephen Bax believed that he had, quote, partially decoded the document. He claimed it was a book about nature written in an Asian language. But Bax died in 2017 before making a full translation. Nicholas Gibbs said it was about women's health and was abbreviated Latin in 2017. Greg Kondrak used computational linguistics and decided the VM was actually written in Hebrew and encoded with alphagrams. Ahmet Ardik think it's Old Turkic. Gerard Cheshire declared that it was a calligraphic proto-romance language in 2019, and German Egyptologist Rainer Hannig thought it had to be Semitic. The VM was donated to Yale's rare book and manuscript library in 2004 and digital scans of it can be seen online. After hundreds of failed attempts at a translation by some of the cleverest minds in cryptology, including Alan Turing, we may never crack the enigma that is the Voynich manuscript. Thank you for watching this video, hope you enjoy it, and I'll see you next week for another one. Cheers!